Welcome back to the Matt and JP show coming at you live from the Thunderdome. This is the first inaugural St. Valentine's Day Massacre edition. We got the Tommy guns in tow. Let's get it. Oh yeah, Mad Matt. Welcome back. Feels good to be back here in the Thunderdome this week, man. Yeah, man. It's, um, it feels good to be Thursday. It's been a long work week for me. It has. It has. So I, I've been dying to know, how'd you do with the Super Bowl, man? Oh, man. That's that's still up for debate. Up I mean, for debate? Yeah. It's one of those things where I don't know yet. I did put down a lot of money, but I'm not sure of how much I won. Did the bookie remember. not pay? Did you take Brady or Mahomes? Like the what? All of our fans want to know how you did. I'm getting so sick of this. This is just like the presidential election where we still don't know who really won. It's a bet, uh, dude. We know the we know the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Okay, so. I told you I was going to do research when we had a rookie bookie on. I, I told you I was going to do research all the way up to kickoff on Sunday, right? Right. So, so Saturday, Tom calls me up, right? Yeah, Tom. So you got real insider I got, information. I got real insider information. So, so Tom calls me up. You weren't lying about your buddy hanging out with Eddie Murphy. Like, you got the good. So Tom Brady calls you. My girl sleeping with David Beckham, all that stuff. It's all true. It's so all- Tom Brady calls you up. What's Tom he got to say? Oh, I didn't say Tom Brady called me. Well, you said Tom called you. Nah, man. This, uh, this dude I used to hang out with the shoot pool, man. His name Tom Thumb from Macon. <laughs> so anyway, Tom Thumb called me up on Saturday and said, Hey, man, my buddy has got the proposition of all propositions. He is going to run onto the field tomorrow night. So... And so we're trying to increase the payoff of his bet because he's going to drop a sizable chunk on the bet, right? And uh, so we need you to bet that there won't be a streaker on the field to raise his payout. And then we're going to like triple whatever you pay into there not being a streaker on the field. See, it's very similar to the Reddit stuff, man. It's, it's very similar. So, so your your inside information was not actually about the game, your buddy Tom and Macon called and said there's going to be a streaker. Um, we call him Tom. I don't think it's his government name, but yes, it happened at the game. It's not like it <laughs> happened not in Tampa and not at their stadium. Yeah, it happened at the game, man. So, so your 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 dead set inside. I got a lock. Winner was on a prop bet. Oh yeah, man, you go the sure thing, dude. There, there definitely was a streaker. I've seen the pictures, so. Why haven't you been paid? I haven't been paid because it's just like the Reddit stuff. Like when my AMC notes were like moving into the stratosphere, right? When I was bringing in all kind of major ducats from the AMC stuff. When I was making all this money based on this Reddit stuff. Oh, they're going to pump the brakes on the little guy. Anytime a big corporation shuts down like, you know, a, a little mom and pop shop, it's no big deal. But anytime the little guy goes up against these big corporate giants, be a big, you know, corporation like Walmart, be a big like 
betting entity, it doesn't matter what it is. The little man's always getting screwed, and this has to stop. So what they're saying is because the guy who ran onto the field had money on this bet, that now all bets are off. All bets are off, literally. So, so all bets are off because the bet was placed with inside information, meaning the guy placing the bets, the person that did it. I probably shouldn't even been talking th- about this on my podcast because you're probably one gonna, of the people that bet with inside information. It's probably going to ruin the class action suit we're starting on Monday, right? <laughs> so you're mad that your insider information didn't you pay off. You wouldn't be mad. You wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I'd be pissed, man. <laughs> if you sent a stripper, or let's say, well, let me up the stakes a little bit. If you sent a massage, <laughs> no. If you sent three high-end call girls over to Mahomes' hotel room on Saturday night, and they called off the bet because you sent over a couple, like, you know, sweet-looking hookers, like, wouldn't you be pissed off? I mean, come on. <laughs> So, do we know yet whether or not you're getting paid? That's- no. So we've given we've given the betting site a deadline of Monday um, to to make the payments to make the deposits, and if that doesn't happen, we're moving forward with the class action suit. Oh, gee. so literally because a streaker let it all hang out, y'all are turning around and gonna bring in the attorneys. To sue the offshore gambling sites that y'all use to place this prop bet, I'm sure. Yeah, man, you have to have some international fucking legal uh, firepower to do this, but yeah. Uh. I can't wait to hear where this goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. well, I, hopefully we get paid. Let's What's start. this we stuff? Oh, we're in this together. We, <laughs> How we, are we in this together? <laughs> I, got, I got money in this too, people, somehow, not really at all, but... Maybe but, you could chip in on the like lawyer fees. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a guy. There you go. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll recommend a good attorney for you. <laughs> so I think his office is right next to Petey and Pablo's pawn shop. But that being said... My cousin Jenny. <laughs> again, not her government name. So, so now that we know that you're expecting another large influx of cash after this AMC GameStop cashed out big payday, now that we know you're waiting on your money from Tommy Two Thumbs or whatever his name is to come through, what else about the Super Bowl did you like? Was there any ads? Did you actually watch the game? I'll, I'll admit, I turned it off in the third quarter. I watched pretty much all of it. I fell asleep at yeah, I do this every year. If my team's not in, I'm not really that interested. I just feel like as a you know red-blooded American, I have to watch it. So yeah. I, I stayed home with my girl. We had a big weekend. Blew it out Friday. Blew it out Saturday. So Sunday, I was just in chill mode. And so I was sleeping most of the day. But the one thing, I did see the Bruce Springsteen commercial, which was somewhat controversial. It was a little weird. He was riding around in a Jeep talking about a church. I I don't understand why people were upset about this, but apparently... People on both sides are real upset about it. Yeah. But um, after that, and this is uh, this goes back to another one of my pet peeves, it comes out that he had gotten a DUI... Back in November, right? November. We're, we're in February now, so it's been a while. Yeah, but... Oh, it gets better. And so he was driving his motorcycle in a national park, of course, in New Jersey. And he pulls over to talk to some fans because they're waving him down. I don't think they have helmet laws in New Jersey, so they probably see it's the boss rolling up, right? 
Right. And so uh, he pulls over and he hangs out with them because I've heard, you know, by you know firsthand accounts that Springsteen's just so generous with his time with fans. I mean, obviously, if there's a hundred fans, you can't talk to all of them. But you know, one, um, you know, one on one, or you know, yeah, whatever. You know, he's, really nice he guy. pulls over, to take a leak, some people see him, whatever it may be. Right? Yeah. And so they're like, hey, hey, we want to take a shot of tequila with the boss, you know? And Bruce is an all American dude. Yeah. I mean, it was probably like Montezuma or some cheap ass tequila, but the the boss is a man's man. He takes the shot with the guys. Soon as he pulls off, the fuzz comes, pulls over the boss. Springsteen gets pulled over on his Harley. Right. And so he blows into the breathalyzer 3000. I think that's what they called it in my first court case. <laughs> thing. Unless they've upgraded since that. Well, we'll get into your legal affairs on another show. That's, that's it, it. It was in another life, man. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, he blows a .02. Yeah. What's legal limit in Jersey? .08. .08. So he's at .02, which is basically you just use mouthwash. Yeah, but at the same time, you're Bruce Springsteen's in his home state of New Jersey. Right. And so there's he should be grandfathered in on all kind of exceptions. Like, I came out with Born to Run. That adds .04 to my alcohol limit. And then when he comes out with, you know, yeah. Born in the USA, now I can drive around Jersey at double legal limit at .16. <laughs> And, okay, so you think you think his celebrity would get him a little bit of leeway. Let's, so we say it that way. We've established that Bruce Springsteen can legally drive around the national parks in New Jersey at a maximum point one six blood alcohol level, twice as the average mortal because he's the fucking boss. Yeah, he's a rock god, so therefore there's that factor. And the dude gets locked up at a point oh two alcohol content, man. It, see, I'm not a fan of this whole of, of driving drunk. No, nobody is. But that being said, if you're under the legal limit, you're under the legal limit, right? Like, isn't that the reason why there is a legal limit? Isn't that the whole deal? That's part of it. There's only, uh, I, I think there's three different factors. One is uh, your physical appearance, how you're able to communicate and relate to people. One is the blood alcohol level. Gotcha. And one is what was happening when they saw you and like decided they were going to apprehend you right so like from what i've heard from uh my dui lawyer buddies is that those three things are like a three-legged table you knock one of those legs off and the whole case falls apart gotcha so i don't know but what i think and i'm an equal opportunity Rock star, defender. I didn't like it when they were fucking with Eric Clapton because it's something he said 30, 40 years ago. Right, right. And I don't like him fucking with the boss when he gets popped for a .02 blood alcohol content when his, his limit in New Jersey is obviously .16, and I've already explained why that is. Yeah, celebrity math is involved there. I understand that. But that being said, I still don't understand. Why is this a story now? Like, is there a reason why... Four months after it happened, we're talking about this? Well, I think it had something to do with, I think the commercial ruffled feathers both on the right and the left because he was talking about the middle. He was kind of taking shots at the right. He was kind of taking shots at the Uh. left. And so a lot of people on, it always goes goes back to Twitter, but a lot of people on Twitter on both sides were like, no, no, what the hell? And so I think, you know, it's probably, you know, somebody from the hardcore left or the lunatic right or you know coming at Springsteen trying to take him down 
So what your theory on this is, the reason why we're hearing about it now is because some people thought that a Jeep commercial about the middle of America was somehow political and basically somebody ratted him out. That's it in a nutshell. So Man, snitches get stitches. That's snit- the exactly. end of the story, man. Exactly. Like, you know, that, that has nothing to do with political parties. That's just, you know, old school rules. Yeah. And so, before I go this uh, quick intermission, free to boss, Clapton's still God, and all this cancel culture has got to stop, and it's got to stop now. And now, a word from our sponsors. Come and get your grill. Come and get your grill grills. Come and get your grills. Come and get your grills grills. Everybody get your quarantine grills. Kyle, come holler at me. I'm down here in North Charleston, South Carolina, right on the corner, right across the street from the rim time. Come see me. Get your back up from quarantine grill on players. We got deals all day long. Come see us. Got deals on them grills. Welcome back. So, Valentine's Day is this weekend. Every guy's favorite holiday. Shit, no, I said that wrong. I am sorry. I don't know a single dude that likes fucking Valentine's Day. Do you? I don't, man, but you got to go with it. You, you got I mean? to. I mean, especially if you got a girl out there that you like, you got to do something for Valentine's Day. You can't cheap it. You can't, you know, there is no, oh, I'm going to be romantic and write her a card. Nah, you got to fucking spend some cash. So there's two different kinds. It's two different holidays for two different groups, right? Yeah. For relationship people, Valentine's Day, this is the day you got to open the doors, you got to do all these things, right? Right. For single people, completely different. Even if you're a guy, and even if you're a tough guy like me, who I've been single on, you know, multiple Valentine's Day, you do feel a little lonely. Like, I wish I had a, I had somebody here with me, you know You've what I mean? been single on Valentine's Day when you was actually in relationships, but that's a different story. <laughs> But uh, for my advice to the single people, man, like, and this goes for guys and girls, you got to do all the stuff that you don't normally do, right? You're not a big door opener. You don't want to walk over to the passenger side and open like your girl's car door on a date. You got to do it on Valentine's Day. If you're like me, you don't want to walk over to the driver's side and open your girl's car door on a date. You got to do it on Valentine's I, Day. I, I right? understand. Yeah. Okay. I get it. You got to do a little extra whether you're in a relationship or not. So what do you what what do you go with like for a relationship? So like me. I'm thinking about cooking a nice dinner for my wife. You know, probably going to buy some flowers, something simple, probably some chocolates, a card, maybe a little small gift, you know, and then cook a nice meal because, you know, I'm a thoughtful motherfucker. So what do you think? Man, this Valentine's Day and the last four, oh my God, I'm in this relationship four years, the last four. You know she listens to this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying. I'm trying to get some, you know, momentum on my side. So, yeah, you know, express all the sacrifices I've made over That's the years. Right. You've made um, a lot of them, by the way. Yeah, a and, lot. Um, but uh, this year, as last year and the year before, this is the holiday that cost me more points than any other. Points? Well, you you got you betting on this again? Like are you betting against the spread? Like what's the deal with these points? I'm not. I'm not loan sharking out my girlfriend, but uh, who knows, man? Um, I spent. I take her to a nice hotel every year on Valentine's Day. Hotel points. Hotel points, man. 
so so how many do you spend like how how deep do you go well typically i like to keep like 90 in reserve um just in case i get the boot out the thunderdome not allowed to come <laughs> around for a week or so so i want to have that in my back pocket so you got your minimum of 90 gets you what four days at the marriott or somewhere or? well twelve thousand points a night at the marriott right down the street by all the bars um so you multiply that by seven that's eighty four thousand points full week Versus the 90,000 points I would end up spending her on Valentine's Day. So it's, you know, and I love my girl. I love you, baby, by the way. Um, but like, I love my girl. I like, I like taking her to do nice things. But damn, if she kicks me out for a week, I got to go on the lamb, man. It's going to come out my actual wallet. That's not cool, you know? So the real thing, what you're really getting at is if she played this right, she would get a nicer hotel on Valentine's if she didn't kick you out as much. Now, that's probably a very true statement. I don't know if we're going to have to edit this out of the podcast, but that's probably true. <laughs> All right. So you you are a dude dinner. Let's get a hotel room somewhere nice. Have a nice romantic night. Nothing out. but the best for my baby. I hear you. I hear you. And so me personally, you know, I'll probably cook dinner, keep it inside in the house, you know, for my wife, get a nice bottle of wine. Keep it real simple. What's a nice bottle of wine? What would you spend on a nice bottle of wine for Valentine's Day? I don't know. Probably around 100 bucks at the $100 store. $100 for a bottle of wine? At the store. You know, a nice nickel and nickel, you know, maybe a Cayman, something like that. Shit. I can't pass the Pepsi Coke taste test, much less like identify a $100 bottle of wine. But you do you, brother. Well, give me your credit card. I'll pick you up a couple of bottles when I go to the store this week. Swing by a Trader Joe's and remove the label and just tell me it's $100 no, wine. No, no, no two buck chuck on Valentine's Day. That just don't work. That is a deal breaker, guys. If, yeah. you, if you're not a wine drinker and you're thinking, hey, maybe me and my girl can drink wine. Oh, don't swing do by, it. Don't don't, do it. Seriously, serious Valentine's note guys out there. Go into a reputable wine store and simply ask the guy, I would like something nice, really fairly decent. This is her general taste. And then buy the more expensive bottle for this occasion. Okay, so that's for all that's the advice for all the married folks out there that like, you know, want to keep it like even keel. Or if you're close to married, you know. For all you living in sin people out there, they're in relationships that are real dirty cuz you hadn't tied the knot, you do all the stuff you never would do before. Maybe you don't like letting your girl get on top. This is the fucking day to do it. This Maybe is she the doesn't day like do rumple buy a bottle that's right that's right you know maybe you're not big on kissing like you know a lot of guys aren't you, you gotta give your girl a little first base action and like make it last for like 15 20 minutes man do, do all the foreplay that you never do you gotta now that this is again to my living and sin people you gotta keep this relationship steamy like a bathroom shower that's been on for hours and hours you know what i'm saying that's right you gotta do the little things that surprise her a little bit you know so what we're really saying is whether you're single or in a relationship you gotta go above and beyond but here's the real question mad matt what do you say if you're on Tinder and you're single and you're trying to get a date for Valentine's Day? Are you going romantic trying to appeal to the other single girl on Valentine's Day via Twitter or Tinder? Wow, that's a, that's a long conversation. I'd say we talk about that after this commercial break because we are going to bring in a specialist.
Yeah, we coming in hot for the 2021 players. That's right, Peter and Pablo back again. Y'all might not know, we don't just do grills. We help you pay them bills. Did you have a white Christmas? Did that bottle service put your account in the tank? Or maybe uh, somebody else you love ended up in the tank? Everybody know rent was due on the first. It was overdue on the fifth. Now it's the night, player. So come on down to Petey and Pablo's Pawn Shop. Right next to Rim Time and across from P&P's Grills. Bring your weed whackers. Bring your big wheels. Your DVD, VCR combo devices. At Petey and Pablo's, we ain't seen you and you ain't seen us. And welcome back to the Thunderdome, ladies and gentlemen. And as we said before the break... We are bringing back a specialist, a love doctor, if you will. Some of you ladies out there will probably recognize the sound of his voice. What's up, guys? It's Mad Matt. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He is also the love doctor, the Mad Matt. Well, I mean, I don't like to talk about myself in those terms, but I am. What this segment is about is to give hope to those single folks out there on this big uh, St. Valentine's Day. So um, I have a little experience that I will share with you guys about what it's like to be single. It never feels good to be single on Valentine's Day. If you think like, oh, yeah, I'm sitting at home watching the Monster Truck Show on uh, TNT on Valentine's Day. I wouldn't have any other way. You lied to yourself. You are. Everybody knows you'd rather be hanging out with a lovely lady than watching Monster Jam. But that's cool. That's what Mad Matt and I are here for. We're here to help you. And we know a little bit about this Tinder game. Yeah, we, we do. We do. So the first thing you need to do is establish local profiles on every dating app out there. All of them. All Christian of them. Mingle. Farmers Only. Tinder, uh, okay, stupid, Bumble, whatever you got. If it's out there, you need a profile on it, and you need to be hitting it hard. Match.com, that one too. Plenty of fish. Hell, LinkedIn. If you ain't got a pro- <laughs> professional job, LinkedIn works. They have instant messenger as well. So that's, that's right. That's really so we're cool saying feature. you need to cast a broad net here. Yeah, and so once you've cast that broad net, you're going to go after these chicks with the same lure. All of them getting the same lure. You're trying to roll it it in, so you've got to perfect an opening line, right? And then you want to perfect the answers. It has to be a yes or no question. And, And here's the differentiator. You have to say something in your first two messages that separates you from the 10,000 other messages she gets talking about how cute her puppy is or, oh my God, you know, you like fishing too. Bullshit. You need to be bold. You need to come over the top. Yeah, you totally do. And uh, full disclosure, Jason used to be on my uh, ghostwriting staff back when I was uh, running all the... uh, dating sites back in the day it's true it's true ladies and gentlemen i was the 3 a.m magic behind mad matt's messages yeah but like you need to have so many messages going out that one person is literally not capable of fielding all the responses or any of that right so think about what we're saying it's a group effort to get you laid 
Bring in your friends. Everybody gets to play the game. It's a numbers game. It is a numbers game. If you go out, this is any guy. You you ask fifteen chicks, uh, are they down to go on a date, or are they down to go home and have sex, or whatever it is? There's a number where one of them is going to say yes, right? That's right. So I mean, the the more numbers you have on your side, and you're trying to you know go home and have sex, or you're just trying to get a date, or maybe you just want to go to a movie and share some popcorn, whatever it is, the more you ask the more opportunities you have available, right? And let's face it, guys. You are not going to be the best-looking guy on her Tinder page. So you got to be funny to go with your good looks of you leaning up against a Ferrari and on your sailboat. I'm serious, people. Find a Ferrari, <laughs> find a sailboat, take pictures of your sorry ass on it, you know. Wow, he's really like he remembers my profiles, doesn't he? I did have pictures in front of Ferrari and on a sailboat. Absolutely, but I'll give you an example of what we used to do. Um, I had I was sending you know the same messages out to fifty girls a night, right? You know, it's all very generic, and so I'm. I mean, you can't even keep up. You have so many messages going, and then like I went on a date with a girl the next day. And she was sending me screenshots where her friend was over at her house and they were having a bottle of wine together. And I was sending them both the same messages. Because they play in the same game you are. That's what you got to understand. Yeah. They are doing the same things. You have to be prepared for this. And so, like, she was like, holy shit. I'm not losing to my girlfriend to the guy with a Ferrari and a sailboat, right? (laughs) They're fighting over me at this point. So, like, you know, the next day we went to brunch together. She was hot to try. So, this is how we're setting this up. You need an original comeback opening and an original comeback to whatever she says. I'm talking about take her to Cracker Barrel. Talk about her hopes and dreams. Play some checkers. Who knows? Buy her something nice from the gift shop kind of shit. But it's got to be original. And then, here's the kicker. When it comes down to setting up dates, you got to apply the same strategy. You got to cast a big net. Exactly. So what I used to do is I would set up dates at 1130, 230, and 530. Right. All at the same location. All at the same location. Find like a place that's larger. You don't want a small dive bar. I They had this really cool retro hip bowling alley in Charleston. So that's where I used to set them up. So yeah. I have three dates every Saturday. 11.30, 2.30, 5.30, right? Plus there's no point in, you know, three Uber rides that day. Like, same location. Why you gotta be running around town? No, you do have to get Uber rides, but after, like, when the first girl's leaving, you wanna order an Uber, and you just tell the dude, just ride around the block and bring me right back. So you wanna give her the appearance that you're leaving too, right? <laughs> so, I mean, there's a small Uber fee, but that's like the minimum fee you could possibly have. You're going one block, and then coming back to meet the other girl, right? Okay, so who do you set up as the first date? Who gets the brunch call? This is a very important part of the calculation here, right? We've talked about casting a wide net, both with, you know, your outreach and, like, with, you know, your responses and whatever. whatever. And actually setting up and planning out your day. Yeah, but now is the time to get strategic. Before, you're shooting with a shotgun. Now, you have a sniper rifle. That's right. And so you want to size the three prospects that you have uh, like going on whatever day you choose to do it. You want to size them up into three different categories. The first is going to be your fastest girl. You want to schedule her first, right? 
Yeah, you don't know what she's going to bring to the table. She might steal a base or two, but you're not really planning on her hitting home runs in this category. But at the same token, she's new to the big leagues, and so you're giving her a chance. So she's first out the gate. And you never know. There could be inside the park home run. I mean, she, could this is a fast woman we're that's, dealing with. This is a fast woman right. we're dealing with. Right? So who do you set up for the 230 time slot? Oh, man, for the 230 time slot, you want to put in your, I mean, MVP. your stud. You, this, yeah. is, this is your cleanup hitter. This is your stud. Ladies, this applies to you two. This is where the main one you're going after falls into the category. Exactly, because if this doesn't work out, you still have another one on deck, right? right. But this is, a, you, you've you kind of like gone through the motions with like date number one. You You're in the up. groove now. You're in the groove now. And let's be honest, we're four or five drinks in at this point. So you're feeling good. Um, So this is where you put your heavy hitter, right? Yes. This is where you put your heavy hitter. This is where you can call it halfway through. It starts at 2.30. Maybe you call it 3.45 and, you know, do whatever, right? That's right. Well, you go somewhere else. You yes. Know, you yes. move on with the date if it goes well. Yes. If it doesn't go well, you still got your 7.30 time slot. Now, bonus points, if you really want to run this shit, I don't know too many dudes with boats that are single, but if you're a dude with a boat that's single, follow this strategy and don't tell any of them, any of them that you showed up on a boat, right? Uh, this is probably for the people that live on lakes and on the coast like we do, but don't tell any of them you showed up on a boat. You think it's going good, you're both feeling it, oh, you want to take a ride on my boat? Instant, like, I mean, that's the page that's driver. Right. That's Absolutely. the page driver. Absolutely. The boat seals the deal. Everybody knows that. But I so, digress. So now. Your so late night time slot. Date number one. Yeah, it was okay. You know, it's a real fast ass woman. I thought I had an MVP, but, I, you know, I really just had a simp. I don't know what's going on with date number two. Date number three. This is where you got to line up your slugger. This has to be the home run hitter. This is where you put this girl, right? Because you know at the end of the day, this is the one that has the strongest probability of hitting a home run. She may not be the MVP candidate, but she can knock it out the park. Absolutely. Because, I mean, after all this, you don't want to go back to your buddies and tell them, I just like spent like all this money on three dates and I'm and still alone out. on Valentine's Day. Right? Stuck out on all three. And ladies, I'm serious. When it comes to online dating, this absolutely works in reverse for you as well. And here are your top five Valentine's Day love songs. Coming in at number five, who you got, Mad Matt? Well, number one, I just want to tell everybody, it's not a Valentine's Day love song unless you make love to it, guys and gals. So there has to be some love. We're just not doing this. We expect everybody to go out and like enjoy these songs this week. But at number five, my man, Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Classic.
you got number four? Number quattro. My man, Rodrigo Stuotto with tonight's The Night. Come on, angel, my heart's on fire. Don't deny your man's desire. You'd be a fool to stop this tide. Spread your wings and let me come inside. Cause tonight's the night. So who we got at number three tonight? Number three is a real treat, man. I love number three. Um, it's very, uh, shall we say, southern. Shall we say, uh, 90s corny, trashy country music. It's Brooks and Dunn. Brand new man. Oh, I saw the light. I've been baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. Okay, number two. And uh, I knew this song when I was younger and uh, got back into it later in life when I started dating a Michael Hutchinson fanatic. But fanatic, hey, fanatic's an understatement, but yes. Yeah, but but I mean, there's worse fanatics that you could be dating, right? She like she likes Michael Hutchinson, and I own seven guitars, so I mean, like it's a match if, made in heaven, baby. If your hair were a little longer, it'd be perfect. Yeah, so it's in excess. Never tear us apart. What a great song. I told you that we could fly because we all have wings. Some of us don't know why I was standing You were there Two worlds colliding And they could never Ever tear us apart Honorable mention comes in to none other than Guns N' Roses. Excellent I Slash. I used to love her. Yeah, straight up Valentine's. We all understand. I used to love her But I had to kill her And coming in at number one, top Valentine's Day song of all time. It's the artist formerly known as Snoop Doggy Dog. I think he now he's known as Snoop Dog with a hit off the badass album Doggy Style on Death Row Records. It's Snoop Doggy Dog with It Ain't No Fun If the Homies Can't Have None. This is DJ E-Sadik On the station that slaps you across your fat ass With a fat dick When I met you last night, baby 